0: how all the technology works behind it, and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrumbacher.com forward slash podcast course, and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Bob Wheeler. Bob, are you ready to do this?
1: I'm ready. Let's do this.
0: Excellent. Let's do this. Bob is a CPA. He is a financial expert, a motivator and author and the founder of the money nerve. I'm excited to have you on Bob. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do.
1: Well, let's see. I'm a founding partner of Wheeler B CPA I'm CFO at the comedy store store and wrote a book called the money nerve. I've got a podcast money you should ask and funny money. And, uh, I love to travel, so that's my that's that's my story in the nutshell. Um, love animals, and I love doing what I do because I think so many people carry a lot of financial shame. And really, my goal has been to start conversations around money so that uh, people could start to let go of that.
0: Yeah, I certainly appreciate that. And- now that you say that, Bob, I wonder if there's anybody out there that doesn't have some kind of financial shame if, if, if they really started putting pen to paper or, or dig through their past.
1: Yeah. I, it doesn't matter how much money you make, uh, whether you feel guilty about making too much or feeling bad that you don't make enough. I, I think everybody has some challenges.
0: And like anything else, if you do not address these, if you do not talk about them or think about them or try to get to the root of them, then they're never going to go away. It's, but it's going to be. It's going to be having an impact on you. You just maybe aren't realizing it.
1: Yeah. And I think it's interesting because I think a lot of people think that money is very black and white. Mm. Um, I live in mostly gray. <laughs> and uh, I, I just even my editor of the book said, I, I'm not impacted by emotions when I make decisions. And I said to her, well, when you Go out to lunch with your dad, who pays? She's like, "Oh, I, my dad pays. I'm his princess." What about your mom? What about with your mom? Oh, I pay for her because my dad left her. I feel so bad. And then she's like, "Oh, okay, I get it. I get it."
0: She really said, "I'm not impacted by emotions when I make decisions."
1: Yeah, yeah, and she believed it. Right? <laughs> she believed it.
0: And that you know what? And that's, I mean, the whole Daniel Kahneman, his 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 work. Uh, uncovered that 90% of the decisions we make are are really based on emotions, particularly when, when it does come to money. So I, I shouldn't have been hard on that poor, poor person. I'm, you know, I, I'm sure that everybody <laughs> thinks, no, I totally make logical decisions about everything in my life.
1: Yeah. I mean, we want to think that we're in control and that we're working off the best information and we're, we're being very logical. Uh, money's emotional.
0: Yeah. And so, Tell me a little more about your background. So you, you did, did you go to school for for accounting and got into so public accounting?
1: I did not. I went to school to be a lawyer, ah. and uh, I took accounting and Latin to help my grade point because mm. uh, everybody does that, right? <laughs> sure. And uh, I was just actually really good at accounting, and I always say I've been trying to get out of it ever since I got into it. Uh, it's just something that I did easy. Uh, it came easy to me, and so I decided – Look, I don't really, I met a lot of lawyers and I thought, eh, I don't really like them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think I'll do accounting. And uh, it's just been my bread and butter. And it was actually, it was interesting. I got my CPA license and was still making really bad financial decisions, even though I was helping other people make really good financial decisions. And I had to take a look at what was I doing and my own personal self-sabotage because people that were sort of less than entitled, than me were making better financial choices than I was and uh, so that really started my own personal journey and uh, having a lot of friends in the creative world their their financial shame and their stories and it really just got me diving into this financial therapy nice
0: so this financial therapy it's give us a sort of the, the, the 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 readers digest version of that how it's different than what's been going on
1: Well, for me, the financial therapy is starting to dig in, figuring out what our family background is, what our family history is, what we learned as children, because we make a lot of decisions today based on stuff we learned when we were five or six, and really starting to look at culturally, did I grow up in a religious community, were certain things told to me that I need to do, I have to work hard for my money, it can't come easy, and then really start looking at Am I ashamed to be successful? Is it okay to go for what I want? And, and then start to just become aware of our unconscious belief systems or our unconscious story so that we can then bring it to consciousness and then change the narrative. Yeah.
0: And that is that that requires somebody who, who really wants to do the work. Right. It's, it's like you're talk, talking about your friend who said, you know what? I don't I don't I don't make emotional decisions
1: right right it's it is definitely not comfortable and you definitely have to be willing to do the work i mean a lot of times i'll sit down with somebody that says they want to do the work and the first question i say is are you willing to be uncomfortable and are you willing to do the work and some people will say no and i'm like we're done yeah. <laughs> we're good uh can't help you
0: so when you say are you willing to be uncomfortable what what is that how how, how, how does that usually work out
1: You know, a lot of people want to think that, oh, let's just do this. It'll be comfy. But we're going to have to look at where are the places where I lie to myself about my budget? Where do I lie about my spending habits? Uh, I might get confronted on some stuff that I don't want to acknowledge about myself. And unless we're willing to, you know, comb the closets and dust off the cobwebs and look at all aspects of ourselves, you know, there's you know, there's the part of me that wants to be super successful and have lots of money in the bank. It's not all of who I am, but there's a part that's very ambitious. Am I willing to acknowledge that I've got this piece of me that's ambitious? Uh, some people will say, well, that's that's selfish. Okay, so am I willing to admit there's a place where I'm selfish? And, and being able to look at all of that and just say, it's just a part of who I am. It doesn't make me good or bad, but it's going to get uncomfortable.
0: And why do people need to confront that?
1: Well, I think a lot of people have a story that uh, that were that they're financial victims. you know they're waiting for their ship to come in. and for me, it's like let's get conscious and go out and build our own ships. let's go out and be proactive uh, and make what we want to happen happen because a lot of people they're sitting there waiting for their to get recognized at work. They're waiting for something financial to happen to them. I'm amazed at how many people have, inheritance as part of their financial package what they're going to inherit from their their family and instead of taking a proactive approach and so I think it's important for people that want to have the things they want in life and to go for the goals that they want to have and to have priorities that mean something to them you have to you have to get active and 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 make it happen not wait for it to happen
0: yeah I think that there's two really well, there's a lot of really important stuff there. But two, at least that really jumped up for me, two really important things is, is being really brutally honest with yourself and going back and really finding where, where you're carrying that shame, because that will then inform where it is that, that, that you're fudging your numbers or your, your lying about your spending or your budget, whatever behaviors you're doing that because, and, and you're hiding it because you are ashamed of something in your past. Right. And you have to do that. Um, if you're ever really going to move forward and and, and and live into your full potential and get out of that victim mentality and then and I think once you start doing that, then you can I think successfully move and, and, and really start to be proactive and that's really where it, it kind of all comes together. Uh, you know I, I, I know for me it took me doing that. I, I was always the guy that would sort of uh, you know uh, clench my jaw down and try to run through walls. And I think right. you can have success there. But until I actually went through and, and, and looked into my past, that's that's when things really came together for me or started to rather.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting. A lot of couples, when I say, have you do you talk about money? They think, I mean, do you fight about money? Hmm. Because they, they start with the premise that a conversation around money is conflict. And so a lot of couples don't have conversations around money. And like that's key. Right. Being able to communicate, hey, I want to spend more or I want to save more if your partner is doing the opposite, Uh, getting in alignment so that you're a a cohesive team. And I I was doing this workshop where I had people do the budgets and I told everybody, go home and talk to your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend and ask them to weigh in. And the next week, this guy came back. He was in his mid 50s. He was I got to share. I got to share. And I said, what happened? He goes, well, I did what you said. I went back and I asked my wife what she thought about the budget. And she said, oh, my God, you finally decided to let me in the marriage. And he started crying because he realized he had put all of his projections of his first wife on his second wife. And they hadn't really been been in a full relationship. And just asking that simple question changed the whole dynamic of their relationship.
0: Incredible, right? I mean.
1: <laughs> yeah. Simple question.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's just not too many subjects that are, are heavier or harder to deal with than than money. So just asking the question, getting the conversation going, you know, starting, going down that path. And to your point, you got to be uncomfortable because I'm sure that, that once you ripped the Band-Aid off, everybody was able to sigh a great big sigh of relief.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's interesting when I have men's groups – most of the men in the beginning are all trying to posture like I make more than you do. Uh, nobody makes any mistakes, and then as they start sharing, they're willing to get a little more vulnerable, right? But it's uh, I've got to be the breadwinner. I've got to be successful, and there's a lot of pressure. We don't run around saying, "Oh, I just filed bankruptcy," and God, you should see my debt. Mm-hmm. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, no, we certainly do not do that. <laughs> that's I. That's I think that's that's fascinating. That uh, the. the the, the difference between men and women just in general and certainly with money. So I've never had the experience of, of, of running some kind of a men's group where, uh, where where everybody was just together talking about finances. So is there, is it just, we got to figure out how to get one or two people to start sharing and and to be vulnerable and then sort of the dominoes fall.
1: Yeah. I think once people like I find if I start with a big group and, every, and say to everybody, hey, how, how does everybody feel about money? Nobody says a word. I try to smart, start in small groups and build up the trust so that when we get to the bigger group, people feel like they have a couple of allies. But once you know, once I can get up and say um, I didn't do it right, I made a lot of mistakes, uh, that gives a lot of people permission uh, to actually then admit – that there's places where they have failed, you know, because I'll have clients say, you must think I'm an idiot, you must hate me, and think I'm stupid. And I'll say, well, I'm actually able to help you, because I actually made a lot of mistakes, too. And so I can actually have compassion, and empathy. And they're like, oh, my God, because (laughs) they're so afraid of being judged.
0: Yeah. Yeah, giving people that permission and being vulnerable, that I think is such a key thing. So... So we're talking about, and in, in, in you're talking about these heavy topics, you're, you're, you're jumping into to finances and shame and emotions. How, how do you bring, uh, obviously it sounds like you like to bring levity into the situation. How, 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 how do you marry those worlds?
1: Well, you know, I think there's a lot of people that like to be very, uh, like, the secret, you know, I'm just going to meditate and things are going to come to me, um, which I for me, it needs to be a little more grounded in reality. Um, and then it's a- about honesty, and, and, and actually, like, what's really going on. And so for me, I- I'm trying to, yeah, I know what the goal is, uh, we want to save some money, or we want to put away, um, you know, money for a house, or we want to save on taxes. But like, what's the truth of the situation, because I used to give people advice, and they would go out and do the exact opposite of what I thought was very fine, you know, sound financial advice. Hmm. And so once I started realizing that people weren't operating from a black and white perspective, um, to really then just start to hold space to find out what's what's going on there. What's this bring up for you? Uh, do you remember, is this a pattern? Do you remember, did your father say something? Did your mother say something? And really being curious, I think being curious when I'm in relationship with my clients, is really important because it gives them space to like that. I'm re- actually trying to see them.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. So for people who are listening and they say, you know what, I, I think that, yeah, I feel like I probably do have a ton of shame around certain aspects of money or 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 that the th- they they could be thinking about different times uh, growing up in their, their household. They had a ton of money or they didn't. People thought about it. Do you have advice for how people can start to sort of go down that path of of looking and kind of uncovering those rocks?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing to do if you don't want to talk to somebody else is to just start journaling. Like what what do I what are my what are my memories of childhood around money? What were the messages that my parents told me? What were the messages I picked up? What do I know about my beliefs around gender and money? And 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 really just start to look at that. Where did I grow up in terms of, was I the rich kid? Was I the poor kid at school? Was I on the free lunch? Was I chauffeured to school? Like, where did I fit in um, economically uh, when I went to school? And just start to really look at the history will bring up a lot. And then get risky and ask a friend or ask your spouse or ask your boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other, hey, can we explore some of this stuff? It's really scary for me, but uh, wondering if you would be open to sharing some of your money mistakes or your money proud moments. And and let's start having conversations.
0: Yeah. Do you think that people discount just how incredibly powerful that is to be able to talk about it?
1: I think they do. I think they do. And what I find is when people actually start talking at the end of every workshop that I do, whether it's a, a 10 week workshop or a weekend workshop at the end, people will say, I thought I was the only one I was so alone and, oh, my God, now I know there's 20 other people that feel just like me. This is awesome.
0: Yeah. And that's just in this room. So imagine all the other people.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, almost everybody.
0: Yeah. Truly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, the stories that I hear and people share, you know, I uh, people that have had a lot of money and then they lose it all And uh, when they're like in high school and then their parents tell them you have to pretend like we're still rich because we can't let anybody know. Mm. And so they're running around trying to pretend like they're rich. uh, So they don't get shamed and like just so many stories and being able to just share that and like unload is such a uh, relief for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, absolutely cathartic. Yeah. Love it. Well, Bob Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them?
1: So I would say this is a great time to be looking at your budget and do an honest assessment. Like I would actually go in, a lot of people when they have income, they round up, income I round down, expenses I round up, and then go through and see What expenses are actually serving your goals and your priorities? Are you paying for cable that you don't watch? Are you paying for a gym membership that automatically comes out? Are are you sneaking candy bars or lottery tickets? And like get really, really honest about where's your money going and where's your money coming in? Because a lot of times people will say, oh, I don't have any money. And then, oh, yeah, I get free gift cards or I get a a barter with somebody that gives me these great services. And I think people are just – they're in a story and an honest budgeting actually helps you get really clear and gives you information then to make better choices.
0: Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Yes. I mean, those are the facts and you got to know your facts. So I think that that's, that's excellent advice. Well, Bob, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you?
1: You can find me at themoneynerve.com and we've got a website. We've got financial resources We've got online courses. You can reach out to me via email. Happy to answer anything if people reach out. Uh, We just want to get the conversation started about money.
0: Love it. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Bob your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to themoneynerve.com. Check out all the great resources that Bob has on the site. I will list everything and all the different places you can find him in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Bob.
1: Great. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, George.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.